WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Friday, January 19th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. New York State watchdogs say too many MTA workers using government cars engage in risky driving behaviors like idling, harsh acceleration, and braking. The agency's inspector general reviewed more than 400 cars and found that almost 300 of them idled excessively for a combined total of 5,000 hours over a two-week period, polluting the air, of course. It's illegal to idle for more than three minutes in the city unless temperatures are 40 or below 40 or the car is an emergency vehicle. A key state lawmaker says he's on board with Governor Kathy Hochul's push to regulate the so-called buy-now, pay-later industry. Long Island Senator Kevin Thomas chairs the state Senate's Consumer Protection Committee. He says the industry needs more oversight. When we see something like this and there is little to no regulation, uh, the state has to step up. And that's exactly what the governor is doing right now, and I applaud her for that. The governor's proposal would apply to companies such as Affirm and Afterpay. If approved, they'd have to limit late fees and offer other fraud protections. The federal government is also weighing regulations to the industry. The measure is all part of Governor Hochul's state budget proposal. She and state lawmakers have until the end of March to negotiate a final budget deal. 29 with light snow out there. Snow today, 1 to 3 inches in the city, 3 to 5 in the Jersey Shore. Cold tonight, down to 19 and another chance of snow. Not much, though. Partly sunny and 24 tomorrow. Sunday, a little bit warmer, sunny and 31. Stay close. There's more after the break. When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief. I've been with Sophia for so long. And I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done. And that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright. A star of The Color Purple honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. NYC, NYC, NYC. On WNYC, I'm Sean Carlson. If you have questions for Winter it's time for On The Way, our weekly segment on all things considered, breaking down the week's transit news. Joining us as always, WNYC's transportation reporter, Stephen Nesson, and editor, Clayton Guza. Hello to you both. Hey, Sean. Hello. We're going to start with fare evasion this week. Uh, this week, Governor Hochul pitched big changes to the penalties for fare evasion on subways, buses, and bridges and tunnels in her annual budget. What's new and why is she doing this? 
Well, the biggest change would be the increase from the minimum penalty of $50. She wants to increase it to $100. And she actually wants to do like a gradient. Like a second offense would get a $150 fine. Third would go up to $200. But what I think is really interesting, what's different than what we've seen in the past, is she does want to give first-time violators a warning. Second time, if they violate it, she would actually want to offer them a MTA Metro card at full or half the cost of the fine itself. Um, and another super interesting different thing that the governor wants to, you know, use as her approach to cracking down on fare evasion is to actually allow the Transit Adjudication Bureau, the folks that deal with these tickets, to forgive summonses if a person enrolls in the fair fares program. Remember, that's the half-priced Metro cards that low-income New Yorkers can apply for. And it seems like a woefully underused program. I think right now it's a little more than 300,000 people are actually in the program. Um, but the city believes 900,000 New Yorkers would actually qualify for it. Um, you know, I was reading a New York Times article the other day about how fare evasion, the penalty hasn't changed since 2008. Back then, it went from a minimum of 50 to $100. Um, so it's been a long time since they've done that. And it's also not just the subways and buses uh, that are going to get a change. They're going to increase the penalties for toll evasion on the bridges and tunnels. They want to increase that fine from $100 to $500 uh, for toll evasion with using obscured plates. Yeah, Stephen, so the MTA has been battling fare evasion for the entire history of time here. Um, <laughs> it introduced new fare gates at Sutphin Boulevard, Archer Avenue. Uh, it's the JFK airport stop. It was supposed to help with that, has it? Yes and no, I guess is the way I would put it. Uh, you know, the MTA installed this new bank of uh, turnstiles. You sort of swipe and the both gates open like a, you know, like you're going through a saloon. Um, and it's really just a pilot they're doing at that station just to see how it works. Give it a try. Um, but according to some videos we've seen online, they also look ridiculously easy to hack. Uh, I think the most widely shared video is this gentleman uh, with cool sunglasses and a hoodie sort of casually walks up to one of the turnstiles waves his hand over the adjacent one, like there's a, some sort of sensor there that he puts his hand on, and that one on the side opens up, and then he just waltzes right in on that side. <laughs> it um, the purpose, right, yeah, okay. It's, it seems crazy that that, you know, that that exists, especially since the MTA made such a big deal about how they're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and this is their new, you know, approach to, you know, stopping people from hopping the turnstiles, which everyone does now. The MTA has never redesigned the turnstile in a meaningful way. The turnstile you see today is basically the same turnstile you've seen for decades and decades and decades. And oh. all the while, they've they've raised the concern of fare evasion without um, taking an approach to redesign the very way that you enter the system. Um, they maybe had an opportunity a few years ago when they rolled out Omni readers. But this at least is a very early um, indication that they're saying, hey, these fair gates don't work. Let's find one that does. Now, we've already kind of touched on it, but uh, we should say it would not be on the way without a section on congestion pricing itself. What is new uh, on that front? Well, you know what they say, Sean, another week, another lawsuit. <laughs> OK, let's hear it. Uh, so the newest one is a class action lawsuit filed by some lower Manhattan residents 
Uh, one man, Daniel Bezetta, is a funeral home owner, and he claims uh, his hearses are coming in and out of the zone and he can't help it. And it's going to hurt his business. There's a butcher that's on this lawsuit, uh, the Two Bridges neighborhood, a dessert maker, as well as some city council members, Bob Holden and Assemblyman David Weprin from Queens. Essentially, they're arguing that congestion pricing will damage these small businesses. It'll create medical hardships for people and what they say will strand hundreds of thousands of working class New Yorkers who live in transit deserts. Uh, essentially, the core of the argument, as far as I can see, is very similar to the New Jersey lawsuit. Uh, you know, they all say the MTA didn't study this enough and they should do a more lengthy review. Governor Phil Murphy in New Jersey has updated his lawsuit. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Phil Murphy was one of the first to get in on the legal action around congestion pricing. You might remember back in July, Mm -hmm. New Jersey sued the Federal Highway Administration for approving uh, the MTA's environmental assessment. Um, But this week, he really took a left turn and amended his complaint. And um, it doesn't argue... Um, just that the environmental assessment was insufficient, but that the tolls in of themselves violate the United States Constitution. And they're citing um, a little-known clause in the Constitution that kind of prohibits states from enacting laws that unnecessarily hinder interstate commerce. And, of course, the great uh, Congress member from New Jersey, Josh Gottheimer, who I suppose would be one of the original opponents of congestion pricing from that state, uh, put out a report late last week Uh, in which he argues some new math that he says has come to light. Uh, You know, he's claiming that the MTA is actually going to make way more money than they even dreamed of. He believes it could be $3.4 billion. And because of this new math that he crunched, uh, he believes New Jersey drivers don't even need to pay the tax. Here's Gottheimer. There is no reason New Jersey drivers can't be exempt from the congestion tax. Their own numbers and all the numbers that are publicly available prove that they do not need any revenue from Jersey. Charles Komanoff spoke to Streets Blog and says that Gottheimer is nearly doubling the number of cars that are actually going to enter the congestion zone each day. And the MTA's spokesperson, John McCarthy, says, quote, It's scary for Americans that this congestion-loving politician who serves on the Financial Services Committee in the United States Congress clearly can't count. So... The uh, congestion pricing battles continue, and we'll be keeping an eye on them. We have a curious commuter question coming to us this week from Dennis in Brooklyn. Why is there no subway transfer between the Lorimer Street J&M station and the Broadway G station? So so there are a few places. This is maybe the most egregious place in the subway system where two lines or stations kind of are on top of one another, but you can't transfer through them. There are some examples where you can, like Court Square. You don't have to cross through turnstiles to go underground up to the 7 or to the G or the E. It's all interconnected. It's not the case at uh, Lorimer, where the J&M runs elevated, and Broadway, where just beneath, um, the G runs underground. You have to get out of the station, pay a second fare, um, to get between the two, and if you don't have an unlimited, that could cost you. Outrageous! Two, it could cost you two ninety. What's interesting is that the MTA is capable of a free transfer between the two. They even had one in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Remember when the L train was under construction? You know they canceled the big shutdown. They just did nights and weekends, but they still retained a free transfer between the stations to give as a courtesy to riders who may be affected by reduced service on the L. They took it away in 2020 after the construction on that train wrapped. There's currently no plans to add a free transfer. 
Um, you know, the MTA has previously said there's other ways to get between it, but the G is, you know, the G is kind of a different route from the rest of the system. Mm-hmm. So it's a, the, the, the answer is simply it's a policy decision. They, they have the power to give a free transfer and they don't. That's editor Clayton Guza and transportation reporter Stephen Nesson on a wild week on the transit beat. You can stay in the know or ask your own question by signing up for our weekly transit newsletter at Gothamist.com slash on the way. Thanks, Debo. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening.